Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Welcome. Uh, my name is Michelle, and I'm your host. So today we're continuing our little mini series on the four psychological shifts that reveal or don't our maturity in life. Yes, I've gotten a couple people kind of reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, Michelle, this is this is very eye-opening. Yes, I want it to be eye-opening. So, you know, when we can lay down this, uh, I guess you could say organizational system of development and say, hey, listen, here are some steps and you can evaluate where you are and also know, oh, okay, if I'm trying to be a more mature person, what is the next step, right? So it's kind of like if you go take a class or a course or remember when you were in school, they were saying, hey, you need to learn this. And then the next thing you need to learn is this and then this, right? Um, Or you look at child development. We wouldn't expect a newborn to come out walking, there, there's certain things they need to learn uh, on their, their journey, right? Now, one of the things I absolutely love is watching all of the different ways that infants and toddlers move their body. Um, so it's, it's, not, um, it's not developmentally appropriate to say that all children will crawl before they walk. Some children skip the crawling phase. Some children don't crawl. They scoot. They do weird things with their bodies. Um, So what I'm trying to say is having an organizational process to figure out where am I at right now? What's the next step is really good. And we can also skip some steps if we want to. We can go faster. We can go slower. But the, the real gift in what we're doing here in this series is saying, hey, if you want to be um, a, a mature adult, here are some things you need to think about. So today we're talking about emotional flexibility versus emotional poverty. I will tell you this right now, I'm probably going to do some more episodes on this because there's so much here, but I just don't have my my time today to share everything with you. Okay. So again, we're building off of the work from R.C. Peck. So this isn't something Michelle made up, okay? Um, I believe that this one of the four, uh, and also the next one talking about mental, so mental and emotional flexibility, I believe these are probably uh, the most important things to develop. Uh, And I also think that these two cause um, us to be more intentional than the other two. So the other two are more developmental, kind of like they tend to happen on their own without you having an intention. So, you know, when you look at, um, you know, this idea of, of sexualized versus socialized, that tends to happen over time. Um, thinking about, you know, men in particular, you know, when they're very young, they have a, a, a drive, a sex drive, a hormonal drive that's very different than, let's say, their 40s or 50s. In general, again, remember, in general, okay? But it naturally, over time, you begin to stop thinking about yourself and start thinking of others, right? Again, generally, right? You've always got that 10% on either side and, and some outliers, but also, you know, the, the process of, uh, you know, wisdom versus physical power. 
you know, we hope that as you're losing your physical power, you've also been reflecting and evaluating your experiences and you're gaining that wisdom, right? But these next two, emotional flexibility and mental flexibility, really require you to be intentional. So emotional flexibility is the capacity to shift your emotion basically think about it, it, it of your emotional instruments, your emotional tools. So the capacity to shift your emotional instruments to get a return on your investment. All right. So you say, what the heck did you just say, Michelle? All right. What that really means is, do you know about your own emotions? Most people do not. Um, most people, uh, have not grown in an environment where emotions were, uh, acknowledged, identified, um, you know, talked about, validated, uh, or uh, even if you were, some people were, were not, um, taught what to do with that. Okay, great. You have anger. Now what? Right. Um, most people uh, of my age and older, for sure, uh, were taught that, you know, stuff down those emotions, it doesn't matter. Keep going. Right. And especially those of us in the, the, the United States culture, uh, up until the last five or 10 years now, um, the idea of emotions really didn't play into anything. So what, you know, move on. Right. And that's one of the biggest complaints I, I hear now about um, people who are hiring young people is, oh my gosh, they, you know, they're, they're like requiring all these mental health days and, you know, they're, they're getting triggered and they're just so sensitive. And, and I, I don't know if they're more sensitive than we are. They're just more open about that now. And, and maybe we don't know what to do with that. Right. So do you know about your own emotions? Uh, most people, they've only been taught, if, if any at all, to identify one emotion, right? So I might be angry. Um, yeah, but I might also have a fear, right? And it's expressing itself as anger. I might have shame and it's expressing itself as anger. I might have grief and it's expressing itself as anger, right? So I may have been taught only the, the, the emotion of anger, but yet there's all of these other emotions that are actually underlying that, right? So do you know about emotions in particular? And do you know how they're expressed in your own body? We all have a different um, feeling to those emotions. You know, anger is a, a good one for examples. Um, so if you're, if you're angry, does your face get red? Um, do, do your eyeballs let, let tears go, right? Do you cry? Um, do you try to escape? right? That's your reflex. So you might have three people standing in front of you that are all angry, but how it's being expressed in their body and their system is very different. Okay. So know about emotions, know about your emotions. How can you control your emotions? Now, this is a tricky one because many, many people who are not connected to their emotions, um, uh, they, they feel like they can control their emotions when in reality, they no longer, it's like if you turn the radio on, right? Uh, you could turn the dial, you could try to tune in, but these people, they basically have, uh, their radio is unplugged. 
right? They, they no longer are connected to the source of what these emotions are. So they don't have control. They're just unplugged. Okay. What I mean by controlling your emotions is maybe you're in a situation and you do feel anger and you also realize that right now is not the appropriate time to express this anger. Okay. Um, it's not going to get you to your goal. So can you say, okay, right now I'm feeling anger. Okay. I'm going to take a breath. All right. I'm going to set my anger aside for right now, but I'm going to come back to it later. Right. So that's part of that wisdom process. I'm going to come back to it later. So I'm not going to ignore it, stuff it under the rug. I will come back and I'll evaluate it later, but right now it's not okay. Now, sometimes in that moment, you can, you know, you're, maybe you're by yourself and you're like, oh yeah, I got to sit with this for a minute, right? You get to decide how to control those emotions and what to do with them. Also, uh, understanding that you can share your emotions with others. And here's the, here's the term. And I know I talk about ROI all the time, return on investment, but it's, it's not just a business or a financial thing. Okay. When we're sharing our emotions, are you and, or someone else going to get a return on you sharing? In other words, you know, when we talk about being vulnerable and authentic and sharing yourself, which you guys know, if you're a regular listener, you know, I love to do, right? But I'm always asking myself, is sharing this thing uh, going to give someone else a return? If not, I won't share it. Not because, you know, I, I feel like I'm hiding it, but because I know it's not going to give a return. It's not going to be helpful, right? So there are some times when you can share, like you have a safe person right? And, and you can share and you go, oh yes, okay. Uh, this is going to help them. Or, uh, you know, the other day I, I, I've been, you know, I, I believe every single person in this world needs to go to a therapist. Quite honestly, we all need to focus on our own mental and emotional health. So the other day I was with my therapist and I was like, okay, this is what's going on. Right. And so as I was sharing all of that, I, I realized, okay, it benefits him nothing really other than, you know, he gets paid, but it was a huge return on investment for me because I allowed all of that to flow through me, right? So is sharing your emotions going to help you and or someone else? Maybe a friend is going through a hard time and you're like, you know what, I, as you're sharing this, I'm really feeling X, Y, and Z. Is that how you're feeling? So that's like an empath compassion type circle, right? Um, also, Part of this emotional flexibility is having what we call an interaction debrief. So for those of you who are relatively new to our, uh, our podcast in our, in the description of this episode, you're going to find, not only you can email me, of course, but, um, you're going to find a search engine link. Okay. We have a, a specialized search engine of all of our, um, all of our content. Okay. Because we have well over a thousand episodes at this point. So it's a lot when you're trying to figure out, ah, how can I find the answer to this question? Right. But if you go into the search engine link and you type in, um, in the search bar interaction debrief, you'll come up with a lesson that I've done a couple times where we talk about, um, you know, you've had this wonky interaction, maybe at work, maybe at home. 
how do you step back and, and do a little debrief on what just happened? So again, this is, you know, building that wisdom, right? Um, but understand where was I at before this interaction happened? What was I feeling? What was I thinking? Have the other person do the same, come together and say, huh, that's interesting. Um, so, you know, when you're having a, um, maybe a wonky interaction with a significant other, and, and maybe your significant other says, well, my mom used to tell me that when I was little and I really didn't like that. <laughs> okay, that's good to know, right? So now I can make some changes when we're having this interaction the next time. That is part of this um, being emotionally flexible. Um, also, you know, one of the strategic planning things that I do when I go into work with a group or a, a team and they're focusing on, um, you know, problems or challenges that they're, they have coming up, uh, we go, we take them through a five-step uh, system and the, the second step is all about emotions. Because what often happens in a boardroom like that is that uh, everybody is sitting in their emotions. Their emotions are um, you know, really running the show. But because of the training that we have, we say, oh, none of that matters. And so we never acknowledge it. We never bring it to the surface. And therefore, even though the emotions are running the show, they're never like brought to the table, right? It would be like saying, we're going to sit here and talk about how to make all these changes in our company, but we're not going to bring in the most important stakeholders to talk about that. Okay, so we use that process to say, what are you feeling about this? Um, and once it's brought to the surface, then you can kind of shift into, okay, now that we've identified and acknowledged all of that and said, yes, that's valid. Now we can move on and, and really, you know, work on the problem or the challenge. Okay, really what we're saying is we want to be emotionally flexible, which is going with the flow, realizing that, listen, life is a grand adventure. And every single day, you're going to be given an opportunity to be angry, to be offended. Uh, if Unless you're by yourself and you're not interacting with anything like a book or a TV show or social media, you're just by yourself and you're just like outside hanging under the trees or sitting at the beach. Most likely, you're going to be given an opportunity to feel, you know, some of these quote unquote negative things. Also the positive things, right? Maybe you are sitting at the beach. Hello, what do you do with this feeling of gratitude and joy and happiness, right? So flowing with our emotions uh, rather than ignoring them or avoiding them. And that's the thing, like if you are completely unplugged from your emotions, you can't go to the beach and be in this sense of awe and wonder, you can't go hang out in the hammock under the trees and just be so appreciative of that because you're unplugged. That's emotional poverty, right? Again, this one is so important, okay? Uh, and, and I know many of you are like, okay, Michelle, yeah, I need to grow in this area. Um, so again, start with your, your continuum, your line. On one end is emotional flexibility and the other is emotional poverty, where would you put your X? And then why? Why? What's your, your evidence for that? Where do you want to be? And what's your next step? Okay. Again, we're working ourselves to maturity here. So you've got this. All right. So tomorrow is our fourth and final psychological shift. We're talking about mental flexibility. Okay. 
So come back tomorrow. With that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.